What is happening, awesome people of the interwebs? Hey this, guys. this is a first only, first person to come to the Christian Buddy Studio. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Buddy Show. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone on the Christian Buddy Show. Excited to be here today. So let's just jump straight into today's show. And we're going to put Anthony under a bit of pressure here. We're going to start off today's segment with a bit of rapid fire questions. How are you feeling? Are you feel a bit of pressure, a bit, a bit of uh, sweat. Here we go. Maybe. They're coming at me. You're coming All right. at you. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Coffee or tea? Tea. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Would you rather have more time or more money? Time. You just passed the test. Thank you for yes. uh, thank you for uh, and that's and then that, and that's the and that's the, and, and that's going to be the end of the podcast. Thanks, guys. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <It was> my prize. <laughs> All right. So, uh, people are watching. Like people are curious. People want to know who the the real Anthony Jerez is. Of course, many do. Many do. Yeah, they ask me. I walk across the, across the street every day. Anthony, what's going on? I love it, man. And for those people that want to know you a bit more intimately, a bit more personally, speak, speak, speak to the camera. Like, what's happening? What's what's going on? Who are you as a person? What's yeah. going on in your life right now? No, let's do it. I mean, name's Anthony, of course. Um, I play a lot of tennis, so when people see me, the first thing they say is, "Man, is that Novak Djokovic right there?" Uh, and just for today, um, I actually. I mean, not just for today, but I thought I'd wear it for today. I've actually got Novak shirt. So we'd see what it looks like. Jeez, man. I, don't know if, I don't know if you noticed when I came in, but I've got the shoes as well. I don't know. I'll, I'll give uh, a little bit of a sneak preview there. Oh, there's the shoes. There's as well. a, these, are, these are the assets. Yeah. Is, that, is, that from, is that from Djokovic himself? Did you actually get it from Djokovic himself? Or? Yeah, I rode over there on my bike and <laughs> I got it from Lacoste, um, store in the city. And I was like, all right, let's get dressed up. Let's actually get, um, let's get Novak out. Anthony Novak. <laughs> Can you give us an impersonation of Novak Djokovic? I've tried. And it doesn't sound, it sounds like a Swedish man, I think. <laughs> so I'm not going to give it a go because it sounds terrible. Sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. I am terrible with impersonations. Um, but yes. Um, that's one other thing about me, terrible with the personations, so you know. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. All right. Well, uh, let's let's flip the script a little bit. Yeah. Let's uh, get it. Uh, look, I'm curious to hear about your veganism because mm. that's one thing that you've told me about. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, like what's – I want you to kind of prove to the people at home that veganism can be done. How, mm. are, you, how are you going with veganism? I mean, I mean, I personally, for me, I love it. Um. I mean, it's definitely something easy that can be done. Uh, you know, it just takes a little bit of, like anything in life, just takes a little bit of hard work to realize how to get there. Uh, but like for me, the reason why I became vegan ages ago was because I was I had terrible acne problems, like terrible on my face, back, neck, everywhere. And eventually just one day I thought, oh, man, I've, got to figure out why the hell this is happening. And then I came across a video on YouTube and it said, oily skin is caused by these foods. And I was like, holy crap, my skin's always oily. And apparently for some people, if you have oily skin, it can cause acne. Yeah. Turned out that most of these foods were animal-based. 
So I was like, oh shit, so well, let's give it a go because I want to see if it actually does anything. It drove me crazy. Like sometimes they're just bleeding and they just won't stop. It's just the worst. So I said, all right, two weeks, like just full on vego. Like, and I've never done it in my life. I'm full on carnivore. <laughs> and so I gave it a go. Literally a week into it, my skin was so clear. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then I just decided from then on. Straight up, like just, <clears throat> down the road, yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, that was the big point to keep on going. Because I know as soon as I start eating badly, I'm going to get acne again. So I've got to like, that sort of pushes me to be sure. on that track. A lot of other people, obviously, just up to them. A lot of people are sort of lucky they might not get acne. They're pretty good with their weight, so they don't really have to worry too much about what they're eating. Uh, but deep down, you know, food does a lot to you. But uh, yeah, for me, it was the acne. For sure, man. That's, uh, yeah, because, I mean, veganism gets a bit of a bad rap in, in society these days. Mm. There's a lot of, and, and I think, uh, you know, we see these protests in the city. People are obstructing civilization mm. uh to protest for the animals <laughs> yeah. so i think yeah. in, in the in the in the in the limelight veganism look I, I appreciate their idea but i think they're going about it maybe a bit too in the wrong way in, mm. in an aggressive way but uh, i definitely see the health benefits of veganism i definitely agree with that yeah no of course i think when everyone becomes vegan uh you know you start learning a little bit more about food and you go, wow, food's actually pretty damn important. And because, you know, when I found out I was a pretty noob, <laughs> like diet at first. Yeah. Uh, I went on so many diets when I was young because I was always pretty overweight. Um, and I didn't even realize when I became vegan that you get iron from green leaves and vegetables. Yeah. Like green leafy vegetables. That's where you get your iron from if you don't eat meat. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, what? I just never knew iron was ingredient in leafy vegetable. Like that simple fact, I just didn't know. And a lot of people would come up to me and go, oh man, where do you get your iron from? Because you get it from red meat. And then I go, oh, no, you just get it from green leafy vegetables. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. Where do you get your protein from? I'm like, bro, not this fucking thing. <laughs> um, they're like, man, like, it's just funny that you just, it's kind of like everything you need, like I discovered, is in plants except for vitamin B12. I take tablets regularly to make sure I get my vitamin B12. It's like important for brain function. Yeah. But other than that, every single other vitamin, mineral, nutrient is within plants. And eventually when I got like really into it, I was like one of those guys like, bro, if you're not vegan, you're fucking destroying this planet. Like fucking animals are dying. Like all of, what's wrong with all of you people? Uh, but then eventually... I think it just happens with everyone because you kind of just discover, oh my God, like the poor animals. It sort of became a bit more ethical for me, like halfway through my journey. Um, but then I realized, all right, you know, no one's right. No one's wrong. We're all just trying to live life. We're all just trying to get through this hellish world. Yeah, um, sure, and, sure. you know, some people, some people eat because they like to eat what they eat. And some people like to eat because they like to eat what they eat. And that's just how it is in these days like this day in world and yeah <laughs> yeah right so yeah i've heard that before vitamin b12 and i mean what's the idea behind that it's this it's like no food on the planet earth has vitamin b12 or what why do we have to supplement vitamin b12 well from my memory 
Okay, vitamin B12 isn't actually found in any food at any all. Any food, technically. I don't know if I believe okay. that. And the reason why is because vitamin B12 is actually a bacteria that grows in soil. Okay. And the reason why you can get vitamin B12 from uh, meats, eggs, fish, the reason why is because those animals who eat soiled food get that vitamin B12 and it's stored within their body, which is why when you eat you know, just steak or chicken or that sort of stuff, um, you know, that's going to have some sort of vitamin B12 in it. Yeah. But compared to fruits and vegetables, like fruits and vegetables, you know, they're in the ground, but all that soil is dusted off and clean. So there's no vitamin B12 on there. Um, so technically, vitamin B12 isn't in any food unless it's eaten by an animal oh, and then we eat it. Like if we go out and start eating soil somewhere, there's probably vitamin B12 in it. I think that's how it works. <laughs> uh, and then we can get that vitamin B12. But no, we're not going to go outside just eating dirt, um, which is why vitamin B12, you get it from the animals. Um, yeah. Cool. What's uh, the typical meal look like for yourself? Oof. Um, a couple of years ago, I was like really into it. Like, come on, we've got to make all these meals. I like, get crazy into it. Um, I remember I was making like lots of vegan lasagna, pasta, like anything Italian because I love Italian food. Um, I'm Lebanese as well. So I try to make a lot of anything Lebanese, which is like lots of breads. Basically, I freaking love my breads, yeah, man. Okay. Uh, but then I found out, oh, okay, breads isn't the best thing <laughs> for you as well. So I've sort of started to cut back on that. Um, but I eat like lots of pastas, um, try to eat as many salads as I can okay. and as many smoothies as I can as well or yeah. drink as many smoothies as I can. Um, it kind of, I kind of realized throughout the journey of you know, being vegan. So it's been about three and a half years now. I kind of realized the big thing was as long as you eat well, doesn't matter whether you're vegan or not vegan, as long as you eat well and you get the right vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, that's all that matters. Yeah, right. That's all that matters. And yeah. um, I kind of realized that when I became vegan, it doesn't matter whether you're not ve vegan or not, as long as you just get those things and you're healthy, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's a good point. And yeah, that's it's it's a good point to 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 highlight just general just general well being just general health hmm. and let's switch gears a little bit and hmm. I want to kind of get to know the real Anthony here. I want to of course dig back into your into your past, you know, oh, and I want to no. dig back into your personal training. <laughs> oh, personal, yeah, okay, personal training, yeah, man, because uh, I've kind of hit a crossroads in my life, and I'm um, I was working in corporate world. Hmm. And I'm not going to lie, I hate it. Yeah. Sitting down all day. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I'm sure you're of the same opinion uh, as well. It's, it's terrible. terrible. It's terrible. It's and, the um, so what, what, what's, what's it like being in the fitness world? What You said, you, you mentioned before that it's a crazy world. I want you to yes, take me down a journey. What, what's, what's this? Uh, okay. So, I mean, a few years ago, um, I was getting really into fitness. I was loving it. Um, this is before I was vegan. So essentially, while I was getting really fit, I was doing marathon running, essentially. And I, one day, I literally got a kilo of minced meat, 
cooked it and just got some Lebanese bread or some pita bread and just ate it all. And that's how much I was training. Like I was actually training. I think I was running about 150 kilometers a week. Um, what? 150 K? 150 Ks a week I was running. Uh, so I think I did like that's intense, two dude. or maybe three 30 to 40 K runs a week. And then the rest of the days were like five, 10 K. Uh, so I was at the point where I was like, I was pretty damn fit. Right. Uh, and then I was always into diets. I was just finding out, you know, what's the best food, all that sort of stuff. If you ask my mom and dad, I've just been on diets my whole entire life. Since I came out of the womb. Came out of the womb. Yeah. <laughs> what am I eating? What's good? Um, but fully portioned meal when you come out of the womb. Like, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I was always into diets. I was always into exercise, getting fit. Cause I was a little bit, I was quite overweight when I was young and all, all the way throughout high school and things like that. Um, and then I just wanted to find out how do you get fit? How do you lose weight? Like, do you fast just constantly? Do you eat just little things throughout the day? Do you just eat one <laughs> one meal and then just leave it for the rest? Like all this shit like, was just so much for my brain that I was like, oh, you know what? I want to try and become a personal trainer. And... Uh, so for a few for a few years, I tried to do some self study on nutrition, fitness, yep. all that sort of stuff, uh, and then eventually uh, became a personal trainer at um, Vision Personal Training in Hawthorne. Okay. Uh, actually, to be entirely honest, like the place is the place is really good. Uh, like they, the personal trainers take their clients on a journey with them, and they really try to help you. A bit bit expensive. Pretty sure it was really expensive. <laughs> I actually wasn't sure what the price was for the customers as long as I was getting paid. Um, but essentially, the, the thing they did was not just teach them, this is how you do exercises, but this is how you eat. This is how, this is how you, your life should be moved towards a more healthier. It was like more, a holistic, like a lifestyle sort of approach. Yeah, exactly. But we weren't the ones to go up to them and say, all right, this is what your lifestyle should be like. They would come in and say, I want to be more like this. We'd say, all right, if you want to be more like that, we can show you and, you know, move you into the direction. And then they'd go there just by themselves. Uh, so it was, a, it was a great place. And I learned so much there. And I still carry a lot of the stuff I learned from there today. Um, but the only problem was I had like no time in my life at all. <laughs> and when I mean like no time, I was... Absolutely drained. Um, I, I lived a little bit away from Hawthorne. I was in Greensboro at this time. Okay. But, so it was a little bit of a drive there and uh, back home. But essentially, most of my days was getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning. Jesus. Um, doing a whole day at work because there was no way on my breaks I'm going to go all the way to Greensboro and back. Um, playing tennis during the day because I obviously love tennis. Um, eating just the portion foods that, you know, I was eating at Getting that time. That. And yeah, right. I mean, no, it was, it was just, it was so mentally draining. A lot of the guys there like did really well to focus and, you know, make sure they they did it. Like they made sure that their personal life was in order, their work life was in order and they had a good life balance. But for me at that time, there were so many things that I wanted to do outside of work and I couldn't do it. 
Like so, and like one one of the things was like hanging out with friends. I couldn't hang out with friends, and yeah, that's a, like, that's a massive part. It, it was it's crazy. A big, it's a big part of life, isn't it? Having yeah. those uh, healthy relationships. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And mm. so that was that was the biggest part for me. So when I became a personal trainer, it was just the friendships that I couldn't see. Yeah. And uh, also had a big crush on my now girlfriend Nicole. Couldn't ask her out because. I'm there like 24-7. Sometimes I would literally 4 a.m. in the morning until 9 p.m. at night and then do the same thing the next day. And then Sundays were my only day off. And then on that day off, I'm not going to go out and see friends and want to sleep. So So it's a full-time gig. You're kind of burning the candle at both ends in a sense. You're really pushing the... So you had to acquire Cert 3, Cert 4 in fitness, was it? I did. So I worked at as a membership consultant at Bulleen Health and Fitness. And during that time, I just did my Cert 3 and Cert 4 while working there. Oh, okay. So, And how long did it take you to complete the Cert cert 3 and Cert 4? I think it was just a year. Just a year. Actually, just a year. So you just did, essentially, it's just a booklet with all this stuff you've got to learn, study. And then once you do those two booklets, or three or four booklets, actually, um, they go on look through, I think they test you a little bit from my memory. Um, and then at the end, they give you the Cert 3 and Cert 4. Cool. Yeah, which was nice. It was nice I actually had a job at a gym while doing it. So I actually learned some stuff while I was there. So that was good. Um, but yeah, if um, I think the big thing is if anyone is ever interested in personal training, like yourself, like you're really interested in it. Yeah. Um, number one, make sure you're close to where you work. Sure. Because that way... There's always a convenience thing. Yes, yeah. there's always convenience, 100%. And that way, the thing is, because when you start out, you might have like two hours during the day where there's just nothing happening. And you don't want to drive half an hour home and then half an hour back yeah. to have the rest of something like that, right? Um, and I think another thing is make sure that you've got strong relationships with everyone that you know. Okay. Yeah. And if you... and I. I mean, I recommend this one as well. You obviously don't have to go for it. But if you haven't got like a strong relationship yet and you want to be into a a romantic relationship, I feel like it's better to start a romantic relationship before personal training than than getting one. Because otherwise, because like, for example, I'm doing restringing at the moment now. So I'm in my own little business. A lot of the time I'm there just stringing at home. So it's very convenient. But Nicole, my beautiful girlfriend, is in the other room and I'm just there the whole time streaming, doing work, messaging people and I don't give her as much time as I probably should. And if I, if we weren't in a long-term relationship at the moment um, and you know we didn't live together, it's hard to start out as a personal trainer with so many hours, it's like so many hours and you trying to work up that business and do all that stuff and then on the side, have a relationship. Honestly, that it was a killer, which is why I never asked out Nicole when I was personal trainer. Yeah, I yeah. Had, I had no time. Uh, that's the recommendation. Get romantically involved first, or it'll take you maybe a year or two to really build up and get your life together on while you're personal training. Um, and then once you've done that, then probably get involved in a personal relationship. But, um, Romantic relationship, not personal relationship. <laughs> thank you for the uh, thanks for the life coaching advice. And no, I right. heard you you also you also qualified in a life coach as well. 
Oh, I mean, I didn't qualify. I didn't qualify as one. Uh, but for a long time, I did a lot of self-study on, yeah. I suppose, um, I mean, you can call it life coaching, but I suppose just living a more focused life inside your head, yeah. if that sort of makes sense. Um, so try not to let small little things stress you out. Yeah, um, for sure. Because, you know, it's the small little things that stress you out these days. And speaking of stress, how do you deal with how do you deal with overwhelm and anxiety or stress or mm. how do you deal with these things? Okay. Uh, well, a lot of I mean, a few people that I know I won't name names um, do suffer from like anxiety and stress, like quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a hell of a thing. Just all of a sudden, one thing happens and you're just stressing for the whole day. Even if it's something at work, you make a mistake at work and you're just stressing because you think, oh, my boss is going to tell me off. He's going to do this today. He's going to do that. Like, honestly, like stress and anxiety are just killers. Like in this day and age, uh, especially like at work and all that sort of stuff. Um, when I was younger, I did used to stress, and get anxious quite a bit, um, even though I was a pretty extroverted guy. Um, but eventually... One day, I sort of just said to myself, all right, you know, we've got to move into something different. Like, something I, different, yeah. I can't keep on stressing and be crazy my whole entire... Because, you know, let's just say you go to work one day and let's just say you do something wrong, but your boss doesn't know. But in the back of your mind, you're stressing the whole like 24 hours until you meet your boss the next day because you're going to come into work, he's going to find out. And you're stressing like crazy, like... Oh man, he's gonna find out. Am I gonna get fired, or he's gonna be angry at me? But is that, but is that more uh, like it's? It, it sounds like what you're saying is like, is that because you've done the wrong thing, or is that because maybe you've done something and you're not? I mean, why would you stress out? I mean, if you've like, done the right thing, you shouldn't be stressing out. I mean, let's say, let's say it's the wrong thing, right? Let's say it's the wrong thing, or let's just say you've done the right thing, but the person above you didn't want you to do that right thing. Um, other scenario, stress just lives in your life so much and it's ridiculous how much it can affect your mental mind. And I absolutely hated it. Hated it. And it was just the little things, even if, even if it's just going on a diet. Being mm -hmm. on a diet causes you so much stress and anxiety. It's like, oh, I'm now going to eat at this time. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Um, even, if, even if it's just hoping that people like you yeah. as a person. And just stressing, oh, man, like, man, I didn't do a good job on Christian's podcast today. Is he ever going to invite me back? you do this? Now that like stuff like that, just small, small little things. Yeah, it's amazing it how much the, that can the, affect people. The mind is, uh, yeah, it's a very, if you don't utilize it right, it can eat your life almost exactly. in a, yeah, you, yeah can, you, can, you can be in a, a negative spiral. Yeah. Like I remember... Yeah. One of the worst things was I used to, I was a staffing manager for an events, events agency um, before I started restringing. And I remember that there was so much work I had to do that whenever I get out to play tennis, my mind would be anxious and stressed because I'm like, I've got all this work to do. When I get home and I can't enjoy myself while I'm playing sport, I can't enjoy myself when I'm out with friends, like all of this stuff, when I'm meant to be relaxing, it's just 
It's in the back of your mind. It's in yeah. the back of your mind. And it's such mm. an issue these days. Uh, but like for me, um, the way I learned to deal with it, with stress and anxiety and how to control that, was, it was a lot of hard work. Don't get me wrong. It was a lot of hard work to get strong up here. Um, essentially, it was just years and years and years. Uh, I don't know, probably about four years total. It was about four years of me working hard on it. So like, for example, if something happened, whether it's at work, whether it's personal life, whether someone thought I was a bit of a weirdo or didn't like me, I had to constantly say to myself, like give myself positive, uh, not positive reinforcement because I don't really like positive reinforcement, but say things to myself so I believe it. So, for example, let's just say I meet someone who I've never met before and then I realize, oh, shit, I called him by the wrong name. He probably thought, <laughs> so that, that is a common, yeah, that is a common yeah, issue. Like, um, or, you know, let's just say I said something stupid. Uh, said something stupid to him and then the whole night I'm sort of thinking of that. Oh, like things like no, that. It can, be wor- it can be worse things. It can be, worse it can like be that. less worse it's like when you, It's like when you call Harry Barry or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like a- or when you try to say someone's name, you, like it's. Like, uh, let's just say it's Taylor or um, it's Frazier or something. Oh, you don't know what their name is. It's like, hey, blah, 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 how you going? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you don't know the name, you just go, like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> uh, and especially when you don't know someone's name and it's been so long. Has that ever worked though? Has, has yes. Ever- I mean, it's worked to me a few times. But, you know, when you don't know someone's name and you just refer, you refer to them as mate. Yeah. Hey, mate, how you doing? Hey. But you never say their name. No. Like, man, no, I don't know, yeah, 100%. So, man, remembering people's names. But, yeah, like, if, for example, things like that, if, you, if you're in a conversation or you're meeting someone who's doing something and you've done something wrong and you start to stress about it, for me, for about four years, I always said to myself, as soon as I start to get stressed or anxious, I said to myself, man, you've got an amazing life. Like you should be so damn grateful because there's people out there that are definitely definitely don't have what I have. Be so grateful because if the guy turns around and says, "Oh, you didn't know my name. My name's Barry." Like, that's it. Like there's no the mind kind of yeah. Like, it, 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 it it makes it worse than what it really yeah. is in real life. And yeah. some, sometimes yeah, at work, sure. sometimes at work, I'll yeah. do something wrong, and I'll go, "Holy shit!" And I spend like a day or so stressing about it and then i tell my boss mate okay fuck i made this mistake, I made this mistake. Or, or, or i wouldn't even tell him he'd actually come over to me and say oh mate i noticed that you did this wrong oh fuck like he, he noticed damn he goes well next time just do this i'm like oh so i was stressing for hours on end about nothing and he's just and in the end he just goes oh no it's fine mate you know let's fix it up and let's do something I feel like stress and anxiety come from fear of something bad happening in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Would you yeah, would you would you also say that it's you're not present? You're not you're not in the moment as well. You're kind of in in this future state, you're thinking of the future too much. Yeah. Yeah, very true. I feel like a lot of people are worrying what's gonna happen instead of just I mean, I suppose you can say living in the moment. Uh, that cliche sort of, oh, come on, live in the moment. Live like, the moment, don't yeah. worry about that. Like, just focus on what you're going to focus on. 
and don't worry about anything else. Like sometimes, you know, Nicole might be stressing out about something. But, you know, we, we have to go out and do something. It's like, let's just forget whatever is going on. Who cares if we haven't paid rent? Who cares if we don't have money? Who cares if, you know, whatever's going to happen in our lives? And let's go shopping to get groceries. <laughs> you know, like things like that. Like all Simple these, things, yeah. Like simple things. Like things will just come up in your life. <laughs> and in your, normally, in your normal day-to-day things, you'll just start stressing about them. It's like, who cares about that? Let's just go out and do what we need to do in our normal lives. Uh, But yeah, it took me about four years of constantly saying to myself that I, like, be grateful. I just be grateful for, and I feel like for a lot of, um, for a lot of famous people as well, um, I don't know, You've heard of Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yeah. Of course. Uh, actually, who you... No, 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 no. Um, even Novak Djokovic as well talks about it a lot, just being grateful and not worrying about what happened yesterday or what's going to happen. Just being grateful that where you are now, just be grateful that you're there. For sure, for so sure. So if, if anything bad happens to me, let's just say I go home after this podcast and I'm like, oh, shit, man, I shouldn't have said you know, something during that podcast, like, man, who cares? Yeah. Like who, are, who, are, who else gets to go or be invited on a podcast? That's it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful to be here. It's, like, it's that sort of stuff. You, you, like, yeah. You're almost flipping your own mind and you're almost kind of um, tricking yourself, tricking yourself into a more positive, exactly. More positive mindset. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, t- it took me four years to actually get to the point where I am now, where I'm like a pretty casual dude. Do you reflect? Do you ever write things down or maybe on your notes on your phone or you write things? Yeah. I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that happened in my past that, you know, hurtful memories. Everyone's got hurtful memories from the past. Mm. Um, About a year ago, I started getting into like meditation. Wow. Cool, man. Um, Not, I mean, not like I sit there every day for 10 minutes and do meditation. Whoever does that, they're amazing because I can't do it. Um, but I try to, as much as I can, if a hurtful memory comes up, just appears from nowhere from my childhood or high school, whatever it is, I sit there and just, I focus on it and I just accept that it's happened. Accepting is something that's extremely hard to learn, to know that something hurtful happened to you and to learn how to accept it is probably the hardest thing, one of the hardest things you ever have to do. But as soon as you learn how to accept something that you don't like that has happened to you, um, or even perhaps going to happen to you, like you've got to do something that you don't want to do, accepting it and just moving forward, just, moving forward. just go, all right, it, like it happened. Like it just, and when you realize, for me, when I accept it, it kind of feels like it floods me. And I go, oh, sh- okay, like, you kind of feel like a wave just passes relief? through. Yeah, relief. Yeah, that's probably like it. Like you just sort of, mm. and it sort of just lets, like it's still there, but it sort of just lets go. But that took me like a year to sort of actually learn how to actually accept and let go of things. Like practice, like every day, like think if a bad thought comes in, all right, accept it. For the first few months, I couldn't really like accept it. I was still pretty angry about a few things. Um, but yeah, if, um, you get yeah into acceptance, um, it it's a good a thing, right? It's a good thing. Oh, it's an amazing thing. So yeah. 
I want to flip the script again, and we're going to go into a bit of a controversial topic, mm-hmm. bit of a something out of left wing here. So hope you're bearing with me here at the moment, and I want to introduce the topic pornography. Oh, interesting. Okay. So maybe it's a bit of a taboo subject, but I think, uh, and maybe, you know, we're having a giggle, having a chuckle, but um, I think, uh, I'm having a chuckle as well, but uh, like, I think, um, what's your opinion on pornography as a male, like as a, as a person that wants to be the best version of themselves, um, you know, I mean, we, we tricked, we, we love the dopamine hit, you know, I think people, people love to, yeah, man, like, I think we're all sexual beings. Like, I think we're all, uh, you know, I think we're all, um, it's like a biological urge, right? But yeah. I, I don't, I like, I personally don't, I try and remain from it, refrain from it, of but course. I'd like to, I, I wanna, I'm curious to hear yeah, your yeah. opinion on it. No, no, I've got it, I've got an opinion. <laughs> um, I, I mean, look, if there's a guy on earth that says he hasn't watched pornography, he's a liar. Seriously, I like if there's one guy on earth that says, Oh no, I've never watched pornography. Now he's that no, he's absolutely lying. I think I mean for for everyone, look, look pornography is just it's kind of just a natural thing. Because yeah. you're attracted to the opposite sex or for the sure. same sex, same. whatever. Whatever preference you have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and you know. When you're attracted to something, like, you know, you want to see more of it, you know, like, I mean, this is not the same thing as pornography, but, you know, we love tennis. Yeah. We love tennis so much that we'll go on YouTube and just watch tennis because we love it so much. It's like, oh man, look at, look at Federer go, he's so good, or look at Nadal, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just the same thing, but in a completely different way. And I like that. I like, like that, that, and, that method. Yeah. And sex is such a, I mean, sex is such a, um, an addictive thing because, you know, it feels good yeah. that if you are missing out on something in your life, um, so you might not be getting, you know, like the sexual preferences that you want. So you're not getting the right sex that you want. I honestly feel like you'd move to pornography or your book pornography to get those fantasies that are in your head or what you want from sex from pornography. Mm. That's my opinion. I feel like if people don't get something from their relationships or they're, they're unable to have sex and they want that feeling, I reckon they go into pornography to have that experience that they want. Yeah, so true. So true, man. So mm. true. And I just kind of recounting from my own experiences, I know that when I've watched pornography, it, it sends my mind into a very um, dopamine grabbing. I just want, um, like, I just want things now, now, now. And it really takes me out of the moment mm. because I just want to, I just want to watch this vision, right? Of course. Whatever I'm watching at, yeah. the, at the time. Yeah. And I just want to do my business, right? Of course. And, um, it really takes me out of a present moment of awareness and it really takes me out of that. And I think that's the most powerful thing. We touched on it before. I think that's the most powerful thing that a human can be in is that uh, the power of now. Mm. And uh, pornography definitely takes me out of the now. It takes me into uh, more of a desire state. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, just a desire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm happy we touched on that because that's no. a that's a... I think um, there's no real 
It's an interesting formal. Subject, yeah. There's no real formal education. I mean, you can. No. There's internet gurus and and people like that, but I think it's good to have these conversations mm. to really. I I mean, me personally, I kind of realized that um, once I became happier in my life, uh, it was years ago. Uh, once I became happier in my life, the amount of pornography I actually watched decreased like a lot once I became happier and once I started to become more I suppose yeah I suppose more positive and more of the guy who I am today like it just went from this because I I might be unhappy or something to this like to like nothing because like I've, I've found other things in life that give me you know pleasure not like sexual pleasure um, but other okay, things, yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I, I, know, I, know, I know what you're that saying. That give you pleasure, that give you that meaning, feeling. Yeah, meaning. of like you know, I'm doing something with my life, and um, I honestly feel like that you know, if you're going through rough times in your life, and like pornography is a thing in your life, the more you would actually watch. Um, I don't know if that's a scientific fact or anything like that, but I think that's it's uh, like a hook. It hooks you in. It's it. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does. And um, I, I think you can even make that argument for social media and all these other things. Mm. And I think it's good to step away and detox yourself and, and really, mm, 100%. yeah, be with your own thoughts for a little bit. Yeah, no, 100%. I think, um, mm. and even like touching on like social media and stuff, I think it's such a, <laughs> it's such an annoying time and amazing time to be alive <laughs> because yeah. Like social media is amazing, but at the same time, it's ridiculously bad for your mental mind. And why is it bad? Have you? Oh, social I, dilemma. I have forgotten the documentary on Netflix. There's a documentary on. That's Netflix, all right. I don't. I don't. But, no, no, that's all right. I want, I, want, I want your. I want your opinion. Why do you? Why do you think? Oh, doctor, doctor Anthony. I, mean? I want. Yeah, I want. Uh, why do you think it's bad? Like, um, I don't care about the. Uh, you don't care about the documentary. I don't care about you this. I don't care about, about the papers. I don't care about... I want, um, I want, I want your okay, okay. unique perspective on, I, this, on this. I honestly think social, I mean, social media is great. Don't get me wrong. But it's bad for the reason, and this is me personally, that it wastes time. And yeah. once you get older, like I, I'm actually... I've actually only just started to find this out. I knew it, but I'm only just starting to realize it, that time, like you just never get it back. And we all know that. We all know that you never get time back. But I seriously feel like, because this only happened to me about like a couple of months ago, I finally realized, like felt it. Like, shit, I'm not getting any of that time back. For and sure. like, I don't know if anyone out here feels the same thing. Chat away on the comments below. Yeah, let's put yeah. in a comment, guys. You're um, watching that. Put in a comment. You got a question. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, what's happening here? I don't, like, I'm sure everyone will eventually go through one point in their life when they actually feel, oh, holy shit. Like, I don't, I'm not going to get that time back. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you'll just start to notice things differently. Because now I'll, let's just say I spend 15 minutes scrolling through Facebook like a day. Or even sometimes even an hour, even on YouTube as well, because it can sit there for freaking hours on YouTube. Uh, or I can anyway, I don't know about you. Uh, and then all of a sudden, 
kind of just realized like, man, I could have done like so much more with my day. So much, so more, much yeah. like, man, I could have gone out for a run. I hate running, but you could have gone out for a run. You could have, yeah, you like, could have used that time to do something. Yeah. More. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of um, cyberbullying and like other like negative things to do with it as well. Um, but I, my big thing with it is just time. Like just the waste of time I spend on it. Like I use social media for my like reach tennis restringing business, of course. Um, but once I spend 10, 15 minutes on it a day, I try to just shut it off as much as I can. Um, I, I'm not doing it yet. <laughs> like it's still, it's still like more than half an hour a day. Um, which is bad because it takes up so much time. For sure. I, yeah. It's, it's not an easy vice to completely remove yourself from because mm. you see family, you see friends, you know, they're posting pictures of their dogs, you know, and it's like, Oh, yeah. I want to get involved in this. You exactly. know, I want to, yeah. I want to do this, you know? And, uh, but that's, that's the, uh, like behind that, behind that picture is, is an algorithm. Yeah. That's, kind of tracking of what you're doing, how you're doing it, yeah. and they're sending out all those social cues to keep yeah. you longer on there. But uh, look, it's I, it's not all negative. I think it's, no. um, as you said, you, 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 I think it's good that you're, you know, that we're mindful of our usage mm. and then we can direct ourselves into a different pathway. That's fine. Like, exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we were talking about pornography, pornography before, and you had that dopamine heat hit uh, from it, People might not agree, agree with this, but I feel like social media, in a way, is kind of the same thing. Oh, for sure. Because uh, as soon for as sure. you post something and one person likes it, you honestly get that dopamine hit. Oh, yes, one person's liked it. Oh, yes, another one. Social validation. Another one, another yeah. one. And it's amazing how just like this day and age, how being socially acceptable is important. Like I've got to be accepted by everyone. That's what's important to me. And I feel that's a big thing this day and age and social media. That's another negative thing. Like it makes that I've got to be liked by everyone. Like if someone doesn't like my post, bro, did you see my post on the weekend? Yeah, I did. I don't think you liked it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't you like me? But yeah, yeah. No, that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, look, that's that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. And I think everyone's just got to be noticeable of it and that's it. For sure, man. And um, tell us about your tennis restringing. So for those of you that are watching now, listening to this maybe in the future sometime, and Anthony, you've got your own uh, restringing. Yes. How, did, how did you get involved in that? Because I know you're a fan of tennis, but how did, you, how did you get involved in that? Uh, well, I think about, I think it was like three years ago, I realized, and you'd know this too, anyone out there who plays tennis would know this. Yeah. that when you restring a racket or you get a racket restrung, uh, on average, like everywhere you go, uh, like a tennis shop will cost you minimum 50 bucks Okay. to get a restrung, yeah. right? I'll 50 bucks. And 50 bucks is a lot of money, especially if you're restringing two rackets. So that's 100 bucks each time you're going because most people who play more competitively or a lot, they have two rackets. As soon as they both break, you head in and you get them restrung. That's a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. If you play a lot, I remember I was playing so much, I was breaking them both fortnightly because I was playing like 10 hours a week. Yeah. And every fortnight, a hundred bucks. 
a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks. I don't know what a hundred times, um, or is it? So, um, uh, it's like a lot. $200 a month, 200, uh, it's like 12. 200 bucks. What's so that? that 2,400. Yeah. No. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot so of it money. Add, it adds up. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And I was like, fuck man, I'm spending so much money. And if you think of it like that, and that's how much you're playing, I'm not even at a, I never played at a pro level. Um, like just, amateur but still like level. you're, you're still but like competitive and you're still, um, yeah. And you play a lot. You're spending two grand, depending on how much you break strings, of course, but you can, like you can spend two grand on strings per year. Per year. Yeah. Obviously for most people who play a lot, want to get into tournaments, it's like a lot lower, maybe just a thousand average, but a thousand bucks per year on strings a lot, a lot. And then you've got to buy shoes, you've got to buy clothes, you've got to buy memberships, you've got to buy balls. You spend so much freaking money on balls. There's yeah, so yeah. much stuff. Regrips on the racket, you've got to spend money on regrips, the vibration dampeners that you put in the strings. There's like, there's so much it's, money. It's a rich man's game. It's, it's a rich man's game. Yeah. It is like, um, and yeah. if you're not good enough to get sponsored or anything like that, or if your family isn't rich, it's a, hell of a sport like it is a hell of a sport to be yes. a part of just because of how much money it is. so anyway um when i recently quit my job desk job basically um i think it was about two months ago uh it was a great job but i wanted to do more like something different something that i love uh i was actually gonna try and become a police officer wow um uh, but I was waiting too long to hear back from them. I'm actually still waiting to hear back from them. Okay. So you guys, please get back to so me. So we're, we're, awaiting, we're awaiting the application. Yes, exactly. Because they said, they wrote an email back. We'll get back to you. Anyway, uh, I decided, oh, you know, during this time, I'm going to do some restreams. So three years before, one of my really best friends, his name's Elu, uh, he taught me how to restream. Um, and he had like this, it's like an older type of machine where... Um, you tie the string onto this weight that falls down. Yeah, the, the drop and then, weight. Yeah, the drop weight. Yeah. And it falls down and ties the string. And so for about three years, I used this drop weight machine. And it took me about, on average, because I was pretty slow at it, it took me about an hour to an hour and a half to do one racket. Let's one racket, which is can... crazy. Oh, let's have a look at the picture. Yeah, now let's get it up. Let's, uh, so, we don't want to do that. Yeah, maybe do tennis, tennis restrings. There tennis we go. So, yeah, that's... So, this is the type of... This yeah, is the so type that's what it looks like there. And for me, it took ages, like ages to like get good at using this. Yeah. Um, better and better and faster and faster. My fastest time was like an hour. <laughs> an hour for a racket is a long time. But eventually, um, I just got better and better. And when I quit my job... Um, I actually had one of these and it broke. Mm. Like, shit, what am I going to do? Because I can't restring my own rackets. Restring your own rackets is so much cheaper. Like, for example, you pay 50 bucks to get your racket restrung from somewhere else. If you buy your own reel and you do it for yourself, on average, I'm pretty sure it's like $10 less per racket. Sure. $10 less. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. $10 less. Per racket. Obviously, it takes time to do it, 
they're $10 less per rack. It was amazing. So I bought my own reel and stuff, started using that drop weight machine. Broke, unfortunately. And so I went out and I got an automatic machine, which is much faster. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And then I just got a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And I was like, you know what? I could, you know, start restring people's rackets. And then slowly, just like a little bit by a little bit, I was already restringing a few friends' rackets before this, but a little bit by a little bit, word of mouth just grew. And all of a sudden, I'm working for a coach in Yarra Glen. I might be working for a coach at Ivanhoe Tennis Club. Good on you, man. Uh, That's right. And then even even people coming over to me saying, I'm going to recommend you to like, you know, all the guys in my club. Jesus Christ. And That's great. I've only been doing like the actual business side of things for about just over a month. Yeah. And <laughs> yesterday I did seven rackets and I was like, how the hell like, nice. did this come from? And seven rackets is pretty good. Like I made... Yeah. Over three hundred dollars yesterday. Is that a racket? Get in that cash money, right, baby. Get in that incredible. cash money, baby. <laughs> the aim, but the aim, even though it's great, yeah, doing that, getting money because I don't have a job. <laughs> but you're, but you're, but, yeah, but you're, you're following your passion, man. Like exactly, yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm loving it because it keeps me intense. I still get to play um, as much as I can. Your heart's close to the, yeah. Your, your, your heartbeat's close to the sport. Yeah. I still get to talk about it. Yeah, and I love. I love helping people and saying, you know, what type of strings do you want to use? And I love, because people actually don't, like I never realized that the way top spin happens on a racket is by the strings moving together quicker. And the quicker the strings yeah, right. move together when the ball hits the racket, the quicker the strings move, the more top spin is created. I was like, I did not know that. I didn't know that. Wow. And the more grooves and the more slick they are, the faster they'll move. So the more top spin you'll get, like stuff like that. So I, try to teach that to all the people that come to me. So instead of me offering them strings or what's the best string, it's like, well, look, I can teach you a few things. Then they can decide their own strings, come back and say, I want these strings. I'll give them, I'll give it to them. And then they can go on a journey experimenting for themselves. Okay. Um, And I try to do it cheaper. So I do it for 40 bucks a racket for like the, um, like Luxalon Smart, which is like the best brand you can get. I think yeah. normally at places like 55 and above, like Luxalon Smart String, Luxalon Strings, branded strings, like my highest is 40 bucks for them. Okay. Which is like 15 bucks per racket. Yeah. On average, cheaper is pretty good for people. Even 10 bucks it, per it, racket is so much it's, better. It, it's, it's a, yeah, it adds up at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah exactly. You save a bit of money, yeah. Yeah, and, and then I also try to teach them something as well so they can go away with like knowledge. Like, so they sure. can learn, like, it's not just paying for the strings and you just get the strings, you're paying for knowledge as well. Um, if anyone out there has heard of Pirelli Tennis, which is in Collingwood, I love the guy there, Lou, who owns the place. Yeah. Every time I go in there, I'm trying to make the business like that, like Lou's business, Pirelli, because every time I go in there, he teaches me something about the strings. Like, he teaches me, oh, you know, use these strings because they're softer and they're better for a tennis elbow. Or use these strings because, you know, they're better for spin or like he teaches me so much. He even taught me that a racket, the racket handle that has a smaller handle actually has more of a chance of causing tennis elbow or hurting your arm. And the reason it's why- vibration, is it or something? No, or? the reason why was I couldn't believe this. You guys at home, like, holy crap. He said that if, and you can notice on your arm, the tighter you squeeze on your hand, the muscles here on your forearm, on your forearm actually contract. Okay. And the more muscles you use in tennis, the more chances. Yeah, of- the more chances of injury. 
right? Because in tennis, you've got to have like a relaxed arm. You've got to like sort of be barely holding the racket to sure. hit a nice shot, right? And he said that uh, not it's not always the case, but it's more likely if you've got a smaller handle and you're trying to, well, if you've got a smaller handle and you're, and your grip size, if I can turn it like that, and the grip size gets smaller, the more these muscles here are contracting already. Yeah, right. Like I'm not, like they're relaxed, but the more these muscles are contracting. Like like that, it's not contracted at all. And then move slowly, oh, slowly, 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 and they're contracting. And that can cause tennis elbow just because you're using muscles that you probably shouldn't be using more of. I feel um, that. Yeah, I feel that. So yeah. things like that. So Lou was amazing just teaching me these things um so i was like all right i want to go off and try to make my own little business and i want to be like him um and that's where i am at the moment cool man yeah Fuck. that's great yeah, that's it's awesome to hear life. you know it's, it's always good to hear people that are kind of following it man just doing it living it because there's so exactly. many people that talk a big game but they don't actually execute and you're you're executing it and mm. um you know oh. i mean oh obviously there's times where I'm like, oh, I should work harder, like in doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And I probably could have done this years ago. <laughs> but, and I think a lot of people, um, everyone has amazing potential to start a business or you know, be a professional athlete or even just be an athlete and have a job and a family on the side or even write a book, like all the... It's unlimited. It's unlimited. Everyone has potential. And if you don't do it straight away, that's fine. It took me, because I always said to Nicole, my girlfriend, uh, oh, I want to make a business. Every, I swear to God, like every month, I'd make up a new business. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And it never happened, obviously. Like one of my business names years ago, years ago was called That Chicken Place. And it was just a place that sold chicken. (laughs) And everyone will go, oh, let's go to That Chicken Place. What chicken place? You know, that chicken place. And and then I'm thinking, oh, but I can have a chain called that beef place, that um, that salad place, that, you know, this, like, all that sort of, you know, all that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create a business. It never happened. Uh, And then years later, eventually, I love tennis and I eventually found something that I love. And then I finally started making a business, Um, which is great. So now that I'm finally getting started, it's still starting. I'm finally like, excited. Like I woke up at 4 a.m. No, 3.30 this morning I woke up because I was just excited Damn. to get back to work. I woke up at 3. Like sometimes I wake up like little middle of the night. I didn't night. even know the clock could go that far back, yeah, man. But I'm, I'm actually so excited about my work because I love what I do. That's beautiful. Man. That that's, that's I'm just waking up at all hours of the night to be like, oh, I'm not going to stay in here thinking about it. I'm going to get up just start let's- doing it. And it's just, I've never felt anything like this before in my life. I'm like, this is crazy just to be so enthusiastic, like, so passionate. You're just yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I've never had that with anything else. Like, you know, when I used to play tennis a lot, like, oh, come on, let's be pro. It was so hard to get out of bed in the morning. So I'm yeah. like, fuck, I've got to get out. And, come on, I've got to go for runs, got to do this. Now, I like, it's not a struggle to get out of bed. I'm like, oh, come on, let's do it. Like, let's- I'm literally dreaming. Oh, of ideas that can happen. Okay, oh, fuck, that was a great idea. Let's and go out there and do it. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's it's incredible. I, uh, I'm actually loving it. <laughs> do you think uh, what's the future hold for the 
for the tennis restringing, do you think you'll ever hire some robots that'll like make that, that'll uh, restring for you, or you know, I mean, what's Jesus what's Christ what's the future? <laughs> what's what's the future happening here? You know what I mean? Like, uh, if that happened, if that if they obviously had robots that could restring, uh, I wouldn't be able to afford it anyway. But if that was the thing, I'd definitely do it because surely, definitely, like a hundred thousand dollars for someone something that just does it automatically. Uh, Dude, I'm sure we're not we're not far off that technology. Give it 10, 10 years, I'm sure we'll, 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 we'll be hitting that. Uh, but to be honest, like even if there were robots doing it, I'd actually rather do it myself because it's kind of an art if yeah, you could do it well. Yeah, it's a, it's I, a, yeah for sure. I mean, yeah. it's taking away from that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Because I, I recently, I literally last week, I did a restringing lesson uh, with a man called Sam Chan. Um, I know if anyone out there watches this, if you want to do restringing lessons with someone, Sam Chan, C-H-A-N, um, he has restrung tennis rackets at 17 grand slams. Wow. 17 cool. grand slams. And he was, I think he's, he does a lot of work for like qualifying people to get them certified to become like a professional stringer. Okay. Uh, I think it's called a it's called an MRT, a master racket technician. He's one. I think he's. I think from what he said, there's only two people in Australia that can actually certify you to become a master racket technician, which is like the highest qualification you can get. And he's one of them. This guy. So this guy's amazing. He's strung for Federer. He's strung for. Um, Karlovich he's strung for so many Damn, and he's been all over the world and this guy's amazing like amazing uh, he's incredible and he's, he's uh, I think he's in his 50s or 60s now but he I texted him the other day to be like mate I think I've done something wrong oh I need can you answer this question for me he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and we just got talking in an hour and a half he strung five rackets yeah, so this guy's Five like brackets. yeah, so like, so, so so this guy's like the like, he's like the equivalent of like the black belt. He's like this guy's like the, yeah. the top of he's like the master racket exactly. technician. He's like the the dojo master. You like you go yeah. to him at master. You know like what's going on here. You know and yes. he'll oh yeah, he freaking sure. he knows everything. You know yeah, like little yeah, tips because at the moment my fastest racket is thirty six minutes to do a full racket, and so for me and he did five in an hour and a half. What? As this guy's, he's incredible. Just the oh, way his got, fingers move. It's quick hand. Like he's probably got that muscle memory. He's he's been 100%. doing it for maybe I don't know five or ten years. Yeah, strong fingers, strong fingers as well. Um, um, good knots. Exactly. Oh man, the knots he taught me. Just to oh, they're incredible. All the stuff he taught me was amazing. So I did a lesson with him last Monday. Learned so much. It was incredible. Got a certificate from him as well, which is amazing. So now actually certified, which is great because people ask me. Oh, are you certified stringer? It's like, well, I am now. I am now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, not certified by like the USRSA, which is like the qualification for the master racket technician yet. But I'm certified by Sam, which is awesome. And I'd rather be certified by him, to be honest. <laughs> um, cool, cool. But for the future of the uh, of the business, uh, of the it's called Tennis North, restringing on wheels. So obviously I go up to people's houses, pick up their rackets, restring them, take them back and do that sort of thing if they want, obviously. Uh, but the future, the idea is to actually buy a van, a van that's big enough to put the stringing machine in it so I can go to people's oh, places man. and just restring that 
instead of going forwards, back, forwards, back. But the only thing is, oh, there's a lot of like expenses in that. I don't know whether it's going to be worth it because people might just drop rackets off at my house. And whether that's better, I don't have to worry about a van. But in the future, we'll see what happens because there's a lot more ideas I've got for there's it. There's a lot more uh, ideas, yeah. But that's one thing I'd love to do. But I feel like it might cost a bit too much expenses wise. But uh, <laughs> I can, no, man, I can uh, definitely yeah. see the van being an yeah. idea, you know, like uh, you maybe even follow the local tournament scene and, and, and uh, you mm. know, you've got people, you've got tournament players coming up to you. Hey, man, you know, I got yeah. You rec- recommending strings, and then you got the grips as well there yeah, as exactly. well. You got the left. You got yeah. you know maybe a few t-shirts in the back there. You know yeah. you just uh, maybe if you want you put a sandwich press in there. You make sandwich. Yeah, I don't actually, know. Got a coffee machine where we. Everyone's like chocolate, but she's making coffee. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a soy decaf double latte. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. You just like you. you and then you, you you're like you got your you got your stand buy one get one free man. There's the the, the, the options are li- unlimited man. And exactly. It it all I think yeah your heart and your mind is in the right place at the moment mm. and I wish all the best for you in, in that endeavor. No, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, man, and um. No, that's awesome. It's uh, yeah. It's no, really, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of hard work, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as you enjoy what you do, that's all that matters. I'm not making a lot of money at the moment, guys, but I'm loving life. Like, that's just, like, a big thing that I realized from doing this. I'm not making, like, barely anything to cover my rent, but I'm loving life more than I ever have just because I'm doing this. And I think it's just, I think people just, money gets in the way of a lot of things these days. um, Because, you know, it's important, obviously, especially when you want to start a family, buy a house, all that sort of stuff, but. Now I just love what I do, and even if I, even if I'm not a rich guy, even if I'm just doing this and I'm just enjoying what I'm doing, that, that's all that matters to me. So, for yeah. sure, for sure, man. Yeah, other people might be different, obviously. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a. What's the word? It's um, everyone's wired differently, I guess, and of course, some yeah, people yeah. are more attracted to that wealth, materialistic side of things. Other mm. people. I just want to be happy, and I think yeah. at the end of the day, when we're on when when we're on our deathbed, we're going to reflect. And you know, was I happy with my life? You know, was I doing yeah, something? Because yeah, yeah. there's definitely, you know, I felt it, man. In, in my in my corporate job at the moment, hmm. it's a hollow feeling. It's 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 yeah, not a. It uh, it's very hollow. It's very. You're not. You you, you get to see the people. You get to see their their eyes, their emotions. When you restring it, their happiness. Mm. But working in corporate world, it's just about policies and processes. And mm. do I have to follow the rules now? And it's yeah. not human, man. It's, exactly. we're, it's yeah. not human. Dude. Like we're not made to sit down, you know, eight hour days, eight hour days, and like just stare at a screen. And, and yeah, like how long have you been working? Like at a desk four years. Four years. Like, I mean, just imagine like a hundred years ago thinking that there's going to be a job where every single day you sit down for like eight hours a day to do your work on and just doing this. Just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's people that did like, you know, news presses and stuff like that. And, like, but like nothing like this because it was just unhuman. And then now it's like a normal thing. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's the way that our society, yeah. It's just the way that we are, I guess. I don't know yeah. how to, how else to explain it. hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd have a lot of opinions on sitting down at a desk. Working <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... Um, uh, look, I've kind of... Yeah, 
I've kind of had to really suck it up and, and really go into it. Mm. Um, but now times are changing. And as I said, I've, that's why we're getting into the health and wellness side of things. Yeah, good. Yeah. So that's I'm trying to dip my toes into that. So um, Yeah, which is pretty good. And like, what's your plans for or what do you wish to do like future-wise? In, man, in 10 years, like I just had this vision today. In 10 years' time, I want to have my own gym that has um, – but it's like a, a wellness studio. So it's like it has um, yoga, Pilates, strength, um, maybe MMA, maybe in there, oh, and man. even a coffee place in there. Oh, man, that would um, be amazing. And it's, but it's not just a gym. It's a place where you you socialize as well. It's mm. a, you, hey, Harry, let's go train legs today, and then afterwards we'll go, we'll go have a coffee, you know, yeah, something sure. like that, you yeah, know. Nice. And it's yeah. a real social, and everyone's happy, everyone's yeah. Everyone's high energy. Everyone's, you know, and um, it's great. a real happy place to be. Yeah, there's and a tennis court out the back. Yeah, man, there's a tennis course. court. We got, yeah, we got, we <laughs> we haven't got a helipad there as well. We, we'll fly, we'll fly Federer in to do some some pro lessons as well, man. He's, um, it's all, it's all, right, man. I mean, these are all dreams, and it's all well and good to have dreams, hmm. but uh, sometimes, yeah, man, we need to be grounded. And what's hmm, actually. I'm starting again from from scratch, pretty much mm. going into health and wellness. I'm starting from scratch because uh, I got no, no one knows me. I got no experience mm. with working with people and things like that. So mm. I'm excited though. I'm like a little kid in yeah. in a candy store right? right now. Yeah. When you sort of start start Doing again, that you love, yeah, yeah. And you're like, man, like who cares if it doesn't work out? Like it's and you learn, yeah, while you do it as well. I think that's one of the best things because I've. My life has just been job to job to job to job to job, like different things. Mm. And, you know, everyone's always said, you know, well, my parents especially, come on, you've got to get, you know, a full-time job, you know, settle down and buy a house. And, I mean, that's not just my parents. That's everyone's parents. That's the, uh, <clears throat> that's yeah, the thing, right? that's the mentality. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get, yeah but yeah. I've learned so much going from job to job to job and meeting so many people that, if I hadn't done what I had done, I don't think I'd be able to do my business where I am right now because there's so many things that I've learned and so many people that I've met. Like my old boss or manager from my events work, his name's Pete Tompkins. He is one of the most incredible people I've met in my life. He's just so smart. He's so simple and so... Like to the point on everything that you would look around for things to do, and he goes, "I'll just do that." And you go, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't make sense. I didn't know. Yeah, and he's just got so much life experience. He's taught me so much. I'm like, thank God, you know, I've moved. And there's there's been like he's been the number one guy, but there's been guys like that, like every part of every job I've had, and even just learning from Sam restringing. Like I learned so much from him, and just every person has just been learning from them and taking it for me and then passing it on, but then using my business and creating something from everything I've learned. And I feel like uh, this is me anyway. Um, I didn't really want to go into a job that was like, it was a job. And it was sort of just like, it was sort of just that one thing. Like for one of the reasons why I wanted to join the police force was because the amount of experience you can get. 
like you can go out there and do so many things in the police force. And yeah, that was sure. one of the things that attracted me, like communication wise, even just learning how to hold a gun, like learning how to t- talk to people and setting them, settling them down, combat, fitness. There's so many, there's so many things parts, you can yeah. learn, which is why I was actually interested um, in that job. And I never wanted to go into a job where it was just one thing. Like, like, and that, I mean, it could be like, I would just say real estate agent. You can do a lot as a real estate agent, but in the end, you know, selling houses. If you, if you love that, 100%, that's like, go for it. Because everyone will eventually end up in a job where it's just that job. Like for me, it's restringing, nothing else. But for five or six years of my life, I went from job to job to job to job to job and I've learned so much. Instead of just going into a job, and that job, if that makes okay, sense. Yeah. So I'm just learning from that job. Well, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do was learn from this job and then learn from that one and then learn from this one. And then, oh, what can I learn from that one? I'll do that. I'll do that one. And then the people okay, yeah, meet. Yeah. And then you just have more friends. You have more relationships with people. And it's, that's what I've loved doing, just experiencing as much as experiencing. I can. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an awesome thing, man. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's not everyone's cup of tea to go from job to job to job because, uh, you know, even having just a full-time job is fantastic because you're financially Stability. secure. Yeah, you're st- uh, stable. Because yeah. a long time, I want like I wanted that. It's like, oh, man, like, I'm just not making any money. I don't have a house. You know, what am I doing with my life? But then I sort of realized, holy crap, man, like, I've learned so much. I've met so many people. I can. I've got a great life. <laughs> I've done so. Like yeah. I've done so much. Like the events I've worked at have just been incredible. And even just working at the Australian Open, the events, and just going backstage in places like stuff like that. It's like, man, I never would have done that. Like in another job, like yeah, it's a trade-off. It's definitely a trade-off. I think work 10, 15 years in corporate life to then enjoy your life later or you can enjoy your life now and and try and make the most of it. Yeah, I think there's there's a trade-off to be had. Mm. Um, and who's to say that you could be highly successful in this tennis stringing business? You know, you could be making... Fingers crossed. You could be making <laughs> heaps of money um, per month. Um, if you've got the passion, you've got the work ethic, I'm sure you can make it happen. Mm. And yeah, I, you know, you hear all these success stories of people coming through, rising... You know they're they're living off the street, and then all of a sudden, some oh, homeless man in, has a has an invention yeah, idea, and he's he's the next Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. You know, um, it's possible, crazy. man. It's it's yeah. And you almost have to have a dreamer mindset. I mean, not you almost have to believe the dream so much that you can actually hmm. feel it. You know, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And the thing is, though, like, um, I mean, I'm still jealous. Oh, Maybe not too jealous anymore, but I was really jealous of people that went out of high school, knew what they wanted to do. And get that straight. Yeah. And, you know, went to uni, did the degree and then do what they want to do. Like, um, my best friend is, I uh, was an optometrist. Oh, he's still doing optometry. Uh, but that's what he wanted to do. And he went out there and became an optometrist. Yeah. Cool. And I'm like, hey, for a long time, I was actually jealous of it. Because I'm like, man, I wish I actually knew what I wanted to do so I can be like that. Because he was happy doing it for a long time. And now he's sort of getting to an area where he's like, oh, you know what? I think I want to do something else. 
And now he he's sort of he's still doing optometry, but he sort of wants to move into another area. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, man, I freaking wish that could have been me. Like I've loved what I've done, job to job. But do you really know? So do you really? I mean, wait, which one? So you really wish that was you? I mean, yeah. Like honestly, if I was you, you wanted more. I guess like now, now I don't wish that was me. But back then, when I saw him finish uni, get in, get a job, I was like, man, I wish not for optometry. Um, along those but, like it's that there's that structure and it's a, like a an expected yeah. result. You know what's happening. You yeah. know what's going to be going on. Yeah, yeah, it's like I wish I came out of uni time job something i liked that was it i wish that would have been me but it wasn't because i didn't love anything at that but you know what man sometimes you got to live in a bit of chaos sometimes you got to live i think living in a bit of uncertainty is man i I did this job for four years and i I knew what each day eight hours check in check out Mm. dude man my brain's i'm ground down i'm doing the same thing i'm a robot dude yeah 100 man Give me some chaos. Give me a, give me a little bit of uncertainty and give me responsibility. I'll mm. take that. I'll eat that alive. You know, yeah, I'll, right. I, I want to feel that um, this is on my shoulders now. Now it's up to me to make this work. You're not just a robot. I'm not just a robot punching in, punching out, listening to some boss that maybe he's got, he drinks too much. Um, I don't know. Drinks too much or whatever. Red Bull. Red Bull. Oh. Something, yeah. you know, and he's 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 not a healthy do not a healthy guy, yeah. you know, and hundred percent. Um Yeah. It's not that I don't you know, I'll, I'll still respect my boss, you know, but of course, not hundred percent. But it gets to a point. It gets to a point <laughs> where yeah, man, you just yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like it's hard, but anyone who is able to figure out what they love earlier in life and get straight into it, like kudos. Like you're like it's like, it's so hard to figure out what you want yeah, to do. Like, how do you like, figure out what you want yeah, to do? Exactly. And they and they might not do that for the rest of their lives, but good on them for getting into something that they like or love. Like, it's, it's hard. It's it's hard. And yeah, it took me just until now to start doing it. So, <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome, dude. Anyway, um, anyway, anyway, getting there, getting there, getting there. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's awesome, dude. And um, kind of running out of things to say now at the moment. Um, <laughs> what's uh, so? Where, where are you living at? Where you like are you? So you're you're living with your? Can I ask you that question? Is that all right? My missus. Yeah, you're living with your. Of miss- course, I am. Yeah, living yep. with your missus. Yeah, my missus. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. um, in my, in Ivanhoe. In Ivanhoe. That's where the roostering business is. In my bedroom. In your bedroom. All right. That's where it is. That's where the magic happens. That's where the magic in happens. In a spare bedroom. In a spare bedroom. All right. Obviously. All right, cool, man. <laughs> uh, have to make that clear, you know. Yeah, just have to make that very, very clear. All right. Imagine waking up every morning, get that stringing machine there. Yeah, stringing in just front of Nicole. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> it beeps as it, you know, as it pulls oh. the thing. And I was thinking, uh, uh, someone died on the hospital table. <laughs> just imagine that. What the hell's going on? <laughs> uh, morning. Just string. Uh, but yeah, um, so do it at home. Do it at home. Fingers crossed I'll be able to get out and buy a shot. Get on the road. Yeah, get on the road. That'd be great. Um, That'd be something amazing (laughs) if I could do that. Ideal. Uh, Fingers crossed. Uh, But yes, now live with my missus. Yes. That must have been a pretty 
bold move, a very leap of faith. Would you say it's a leap? Or maybe you already, I don't know, what's your take on that, moving in with your missus? I mean, I'm sure it's you put a bit of thought into that decision. Mm. Yeah. but To be honest, no. No, okay. There you go. Prove <laughs> me wrong. All right. I've put no right. thought into it. I was right. like, I just want to get out of my parents' place. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, rent's expensive. So, half, half. <laughs> but no, no, honestly, um, like we were, I mean, for me, it wasn't like a bold move. I knew I loved her. She loved me. And I think it was like after a year and a half, which normally like you wait, maybe, I don't you know, when people move in together anymore. Like some people's after like a few months, maybe, I don't know. But we waited like a year and a half. Um, Cole stresses about a lot of stuff. And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know who we're moving together. And then one day we just... Uh, she brought it up to say, like, oh, do you want to move in together? I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> wow. So I was like, yeah, then we moved cool. in together. And it's um, it's it's not easy. Um, if, yeah. It's if, not easy. It's not easy. Why, um, what, what's not easy? Relationships. Okay. Uh, bloody hard bloody work. Because I know you're single at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, what's your thoughts on... And I'll tell you a bit of what I've experienced. Sure. What do you think <clears throat> some difficulties of being in a long-term relationship would be? <laughs> sacrifice. Yep. Yeah, you definitely have to sacrifice maybe a few things of what you like to, you know, for the relationship, right? For, uh, mm, I mean, there are negatives, but I, there are, I think the positive, if you're with someone that you align with, then the positives will outweigh the negatives. Of course. Yeah. No, 100%, 100%. Um, it takes time. I mean... Yeah. Mm. Thing is, though, like 100%, like those things, important. Um, one of the biggest things for me was uh, making sure she didn't eat my food. Because, <laughs> you know, and not, not that she eats a lot, yeah. but like I buy something, like because I love watermelon or something like that. And sometimes, you know, I get the watermelon thinking... Oh, this whole water, like this watermelon's for me. And I'll start cutting it up at home. She's like, oh, can I have a slice? And I was, <laughs> excuse me, this is my mom. I didn't say that, but I give her a slice. But like things like that. It's like, man, I want my food. That sort of things yeah. like that. Um, or fucking man, sleeping in bed. Man, wake up. The covers are on her bed. They're falling off that side of the bed. And I can't get to sleep because I'm cold. And I try to wrestle them away and then she wakes up and then man, getting to sleep in bed is freaking ridiculous um oh i love long showers i can love long showers that's like the best part of my day i reckon long showers just stand there <laughs> like, just, just that that yeah, stand yeah there. like and apparently uh i don't know i heard a long time ago apparently you have like deep thoughts just when you're in like the shower like when you when you're in water you have like do you ever sing in the thoughts. shower no, I never seen it. I never used seen... to. I used to play it because I used to thought I used to think I was a good singer. Turns out I wasn't, so I stopped that. Uh... <laughs> you, can you give us a sample? The audience, we got one person watching at the moment. Yeah, uh, can um, you give us a bit of a sample, a bit of a Michael Bublé or Michael Bublé or uh, what's Michael Bublé song? Um, shit, man, I don't know why that came to my mind. Wait, give me, um, give me the song and I'll sing it. What about um, Billie Jean from Michael Jackson? <laughs> Billy Jean is not, not my, my lover. lover. Oh, Billy Jean, go the eyes of the world. Whoa, damn! So, yeah, I'm not that great. There we but, go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even just 
spending more time in the shower. Get out of the shower, Anthony. It's been too long. (laughs) Like stuff like that. It's not to say like sacrifice like other things like that for the relationship, 100%. Like it's difficult. Um, But I reckon that first happens, you know, the start of the relationships for the getting together. Moving in, there's like a few things there as well. They're just the small little things that you're like, fuck, I can't. Um, I'll do the dishes tomorrow morning. No, it's going to be done now. Ooh, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, like, uh... no, I want it because you know, clean house, which hundred percent I get. And I'd ra- I'd rather do the dishes as soon as I dirty them. I'm I can't bother. <laughs> yeah, I guess to the point, like just stuff like that. And it's um, yeah, like the little things, just the little things. Just I'm little sh- things, I'm... honestly. Yeah, uh, and Nicole probably has like stuff against me, of course, like hundred percent. It's stuff that she like. Oh, yeah, he does this and stuff like that. But, yeah. Man, I feel like I'm a bit of Dr. Phil at the moment and I'm um, like, I'm getting the, the inside scoop here. Shit, yeah, man. Right. Um, <laughs> all right, dude. All yeah. right, here we go. Um, yeah, there's things to look out for. Things to look out for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, all good relationships take sacrifice. Yeah, so, I um, 100%. 100%. Nah, we'll, um, we'll, I'll make sure, yeah, we'll, the watermelon, maybe buy two next time. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll always... I don't know. I'll, I'll give it one slice. One slice. She can buy cool. it. She can buy it on one. Yep. Sure, man. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, we've been going for almost an hour and a half now, I think. Uh, yeah, we have. So um, it was a good show. Yeah. I think. Uh, Thanks to the one person that stayed on. Yeah, that one person. Yeah, it's been awesome. <laughs> I hope you learned something. Just um, two guys chatting away. I reckon that person's like just put the screen on and like walked out there probably, I don't know, getting, getting watermelon now. Just forgotten that it's on. Just, just forgotten that it's on, you know. Yeah, um, come back. Oh, shit, that was me. <laughs> just being called out you know, on the thing. Yeah. But, uh, oh, man. Oh, but, uh, thanks for having me. It was, it was good to chat. Good to chat. And always good to hang out. That's Give me your rackets or restream. For sure. That's I will definitely... Give you rackets. There we go. For sure. That's how you make money, guys. No people. Word of mouth. <laughs> give, like, give me your rackets. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Peace out.